0: Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM.
1: We're going to go to the Lord in prayer. We're going to continue our series um, that we're going to end today. Somebody say, yeah, right. <laughs> um, today, we're going to talk about more peace in 3D. Everybody say more peace, in 3D. more peace in 3D. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to share your word with your people. I thank you, Father, for your precious Holy Spirit who's been sent to help us. And we look to him and we rely on him this day to strengthen us and to Give us the words to say that we may minister to these, your people. I pray that you will grant to your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints, what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards them that believe. Grant unto me your son and your slave supernatural divine utterance, that I may boldly may known the mysteries of the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's go to the Lord. Um, Let's go to the word and talk about more peace in 3D, more peace in 3D. Um, You have your Bibles. Let's start with. uh, Actually, let's go with Romans five, our familiar scripture. Romans chapter five. Romans chapter five. more peace in 3d so we've been talking about three levels of peace three levels of peace and and it all began with romans 5 verse 1 therefore since we have been justified by faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. The scripture says, therefore, we've been justified just as if we never sinned. By faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so the top level or the number one focus of any type of peace is peace with God. And so we have peace with God through Jesus. It is because of Jesus that we're able to have peace. At one point, we were at war with God. But now that we have received Christ and believed on him, that we believe that he was our substitute, that he took our place, he died for our sins. Now we have peace with God. No longer is there a war between God and us. No longer are we enemies of God, but we're friends of God. And above that, we are children of God. Amen for that. So peace with God comes only through Christ Jesus. Without Christ, there is no peace there's no peace with God, number one. And so peace with God. And from there, we have the peace from God. So peace with God produces peace from God. Uh, Many times you'll see the apostle Paul specifically will begin his letters with grace and peace from God, our father in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we said last week, God has given us double peace for double our trouble, right? Um, I like what some of the Folks, people of God say um, God will give you double for your trouble. And so he'll give you double peace, peace from the father and peace from the son. So peace with God through Jesus produces peace from God, which produces the peace of God. And we talked a little bit about the peace of God last week. The peace of God is how God lives. If you ever experience the peace of God, you are experiencing what God is. Feels like at all times, if I can use that word feel. He, he, he is in, um, he, he dwells in peace. The Bible calls him the God of peace. And God's peace is our inheritance. It is our covenant. It is our weapon against the trials and the tribulations and, and the persecution and the test in life. Either you're, war, you're at war with God or you're at peace with God. And because you have received Jesus, you are at peace with God. Peace with God, um, war with God came through the first Adam. And peace with God came through the second and last Adam. That's good news. War came with God through the first Adam. Peace with God came through the second or the last Adam. So what Adam failed to do Jesus accomplished. Amen. 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 Satan, what Satan did through Adam, the first Adam, God did far greater through the second Adam. Amen. Amen. Adam was supposed to be the uh, walk like Jesus walked. He was supposed to display obedience, perfect obedience, like we see in Jesus. Jesus is not only is our substitute. But he is our example. We live like we strive to live like Jesus. And the only way that you and I can live like Jesus is if we get be born again. Amen. And the Bible calls Jesus the firstborn of the dead. That doesn't mean that he was the first one to be raised from the dead because we see from the Old Testament. There are people raised from the dead, but he was the first one to be born again or to come back and be alive Again, with God. At one point, he was dead to God. He was separated. When we use the word dead, it doesn't mean, um, yeah, he did physically die. But there are three types of deaths. And one of the types of deaths is spiritual death, which is separation from God. Whenever we're separated from God, we are spiritually dead. And the Bible says in Isaiah that our sins have separated us from our God. And so sin separates us from God. And it's through the first Adam we are at war with God. It is through the second Adam we have peace with God. That's some good news. That was worth you driving all the way across town to come here. Amen. Amen. We can go and eat some bagels and go to the fancy restaurant afterwards. Um, So um, let's look at Colossians chapter 3. We're going to give you some practical steps or practical ways in which to have pe- the peace of God. We said in this world, you'll have what? Tribulation. Jesus said in John chapter 16, verse 33, he says, in this world, you'll have tribulations. Mm-hmm. But in me, you'll have peace. Mm-hmm. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want to grow in peace. Peace is something you can grow in. How I many know that the fruit of the spirit that's listening in Galatians, uh, we're not just to say, oh, we, the, we believe in the fruit of the spirit. or well, we're to grow in the fruits of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit is love. You need to grow in love. How many know that if you're married, you should be loving your spouse more each and every day Amen. and each and every year. You should not dis love or um, hate them, <laughs> you know, or, or dislike them more. You should grow in love with them. Amen. Amen. Love begets love. And one way that you can sow seeds of love is that you, you um, cause love to grow to so sow seeds of love saying, I love you, even if you don't feel like you love them. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Just because you don't feel like it doesn't mean that you should not, by the act of your will, love them. By faith, I love you. Mm -hmm. By faith, I forgive you. Mm -hmm. By faith, I grow in love with you more and more. Um, And then another fruit of the Spirit is joy. We should be growing in joy. You should not, the more and more you walk with Jesus, you should not be more sad. Sad. (laughs) You know, um, some believers, they they have what? There's a song called He Has Made Me Glad. Some saints look like that. He has made me sad. We should not be growing in sadness with Christ. Your life, your circumstances may not change overnight, but your joy should continually increase the more you get closer to God. Amen. The more you are like Jesus, Jesus, joy, Jesus had joy in the midst of trials, in the midst of battles and and in the midst of the greatest war that that was ever fought, which was the war for the souls of men and women. Amen. The Bible says in Hebrews 12 that Jesus for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. And so therefore we should have the Jesus kind of joy. And we talked a little bit about happiness and how we should grow in happiness. Um, happiness is not just only based on what is happening, but happiness should be part of your daily communion with God. You should be a happy person, especially if you know Jesus. Amen. Amen. Sometimes we got to laugh at ourselves. Sometimes you got to put it on so that we can jump into the joy of the Lord. Sometimes you don't feel like laughing. Sometimes you feel like crying. And sometimes you got to by faith laugh. You got bills and you got debt. Sometimes it's good to practice a laughing at your bills. Ha <laughs> You're going to be paid. <laughs> I declare that I'm free from you in Jesus name. Sometimes you may have a sickness or disease. I, I double dog dare you to laugh at the disease and the sickness. Oh, no, you're not going to take me out. Ha <laughs> ha You thought that you're going to take me out. But I'll live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Amen. And so sometimes you got to laugh. And then even when people make fun of you or people um, attack you, you sometimes it's good to laugh at them. (laughs) You know, you're crazy. It's not going to happen. Amen. And so here uh, we should grow. And so I I said all that to, to, to focus on peace, peace, which is part of the fruit of the spirit. We should grow in the peace of God. It is God's weapon against Satan. God's peace. Is a weapon against Satan. It's a weapon against stress. Stress will kill you. And you don't need to be a person of, you don't need to manage stress. You need to get rid of stress. You need to resist stress. Stress is a killer. And it'll take you out of here before your time. And so you have to resist stress. You may have stress on the job, stress at home, stress in school, stress. Um, and and, and uh, with your finances Stress in your body But you got to resist it The Bible says submit yourself to God And resist the devil And he will flee And so Colossians chapter 3 Let's look over there Colossians chapter 3 Colossians chapter And I, I just, I just want to brag about God and my wife I, I am down 60 pounds Amen. Amen. I can't believe I was that big <laughs> Oh my God but it's through um, my wife in prayer, <laughs> uh, her <laughs> prayers, <laughs> that that I, I'm losing weight, and I got uh, some more to go, and and I'm just so g- very grateful for a wife who loves me enough to fight me over not feed frying some food, <laughs> or fight me over you're bringing too much, too many sweets in the house, I, you know, and so forth, and. Uh, our biggest fight has been over food. <laughs> uh, and, and I just I just don't understand it. I, I, I'm like, why are you fighting me over food? I, before we were married, we were fighting over um, a, a couple of things. One is spaghetti. Um, she, I say that she makes spaghetti like white people and, uh, uh, and and maybe you make spaghetti like that, but she I'm used to everything being mixed together. And she was like, no, you put the sauce on top. I said, that's what white folks do. <laughs> that's, I'm from Arkansas, so. Uh, and so I called my grandmother and my grandmother, she said, that boy is crazy to her. And then she said to me, yeah, she making like white folks. So she was <laughs> being a peacemaker. And then um, she, we fought over one time I made spaghetti with cornbread. Uh, she said, that's too many starches. I said, who cares about starches? <laughs> and you, and I, I think I had cornbread and rice. And she's and I was she's like wait, wait. I said I eat a salad, but she's like this is not right. I'm like who who made these rules like. I don't understand. I mean, she might say that those colors don't match. Who said that? Like who made? And so that's been not my fight. Clothes and and, and, and food. <laughs> so so I have to before I go leave the house. I have to say, is this okay? <laughs> even today, it's like the shoes. I, I mean, I bought three dollars shoes at Walmart. Is this okay? I got this from Uganda. Can I wear this? Uh, let me see. Uh, I guess they'll pass for today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so so she. If I do not check with her, there will be a war when I get home. (laughs) Oh, you didn't earn your pants. Okay, but anyway. um, So so you have to grow in peace. Amen. Has nothing to do with peace, right? Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Let's look at verses 14, 15, and 16. It says, uh, and above all, these put on love. So sometimes you got to put on, put on. Now, that, that makes it seem like you're faking it, right? We don't believe in faking it till you make it. But we do believe in putting the flesh in check. And so you got to put on love when you feel like putting on hate. You got to put on, say, so I choose to love. That's how you put on love. Um, the Bible says in uh, um, James chapter one, count it all joy. So you got to act like you got some joy when you don't. Come on you got to act like you love someone when your emotions is telling you you don't. Say, by faith, I love you and forgive you, and I release you. And so this scripture tells us to put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to that which indeed you were called into one body and be thankful. And so the Bible tells us that we're called to harmony and that there are times that we have to, Well, actually, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. And so I did, I I was thinking about this and meditating on this, the peace of Christ. What is the peace of Christ? And I thought about the fact that Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He's going around distributing God's peace to his people. So he's the Prince of Peace. And the Bible says that... um, we are to allow the peace of Christ to rule in our hearts. So it, um, to let means you got to have, you got to give it permission, right? So there's a possibility for you to hinder the peace of God or the peace of Christ. So we're not to hinder that peace, but we're to allow it to rule and reign in our hearts. And so I thought about the word rule um, the, the type of peace that Christ lives in and that he wants to allow that peace to rule us is to govern our hearts. Your heart needs to be governed with peace, even when there is an unpeaceful circumstance. How many know that there's sometimes you are in some unpeaceful circumstances, but you still can remain peace? You can be in peace in the midst of unpeaceful circumstances uh then i thought about this um uh, to govern your heart to guide you uh, one of the ways in which we allow the peace of christ to, to rule our hearts is we allow that peace to guide us don't allow don't make a decision outside of peace this is why they tell you not to make a decision in in um a life when life happens to us or life invents a crisis right You shouldn't buy a car in the midst of a divorce or you shouldn't buy a car in the midst of um, of of death. People make choices in the midst of these. and, and, And it's just not good because they they'll make the wrong choice. Right. And so that allowing the peace of Christ to rule your heart is allowing that peace to guide you. Be guided by peace. Hebrews 13 says, uh, and pursue peace. And so we're to pursue peace with everyone. Now, granted, Romans says that if possible, live with peace within everybody. But because we have sinful people, uh, we're not going to be at peace with everyone. So sometimes you have to cut out relationships in order to have some peace. You got. I forgive you, but I don't trust you. I, I, I don't want your drama in my life. Sometimes people will be used by the enemy to cause division in your family. That's good, P-D. And you have to make a decision that says, you know what? This is my family who is my family forever, and if you're going to be in my life, I, I can't have harmony with my family, so i got to choose my family. And sometimes you have to do that. Um, usually, um, I, I, I don't, like, you may have a, a, a relative, a brother, sister, and in and, and they introduce you to their um, a boyfriend, girlfriend, and then all of a sudden they break up. And then in order to have peace, they don't want you to have any type of relationship with that ex, right? Yeah. And, and so, so you choose peace because this is your family over the ex, no matter how cool the ex is. Come on. It's not popular. It's different if, if you're in the same church. It's, it's different because you're in a relationship and covenant. But sometimes you have to let people go in order to maintain harmony with, the, with your relatives. Mm-hmm. Amen. And sometimes you will, let me bring, uh, bring it home even further. Um, sometimes you have to have relationship or choose relationship with God over relationship with some people. Yeah. Some people will cause. You to be a way or maybe they're a temptation for you. Right. And if they're a temptation for you, then you need to cut them off. Says, you know what? I can't be your friend because every time I'm around you, I want to you, you, you touch me in a way that that wants. I, I, I want to act like I want to act in an ungodly way. So I choose. An angry person, for example, the Bible talks about not uh, being associated with an angry person, a person full of violence. It actually says in Proverbs, "Why that person of violence?" Because you'll learn their ways, and you'll start picking up their mindset and their attitudes. Um, I have to do this um, when it comes to racism. I, I grew up in Arkansas, and if a person is is full of um, they they hate a race, I, I, it reminds me of when I was a kid, so I have to stay away from it because I, I have to deal with white people all the time. Because yeah. otherwise, like I know Courtney, for example, uh, I have a set of, of the, the roots, right? A- and she will not look at it because she said, I gotta go to work. Right. And I need like two weeks to, to get that out of me because I'm gonna be mad. You know what I'm saying, before Jesus, Courtney was power to the people, <laughs> and after Jesus, she's still power to the people, but she got to put it in control, <laughs> and, and, and she, she'll get upset and, oh, I just don't understand, and she was mad at the fact that you know, she found out that she had some white in her. And she was mad at me because I had 86% African. <laughs> and her sister was like, I got more African than you. And so sometimes you, you, you have to, if you, know, if you know, and how is that possible, right? Two sisters, same mom and dad. It's just possible, right? Uh, uh, sometimes you have to choose to say, you know what? If I look at this I'm around this person, this is going to mess me up with God. So I have to distance myself. <laughs> that's not popular, but it, it's you, you, well, we're called to reach them, but maybe you're not called to reach that person. You call to pray for them and, and trust that God will send somebody else to them. You, we can't reach everybody, right? right. And, and, and and we can't be friends with everybody right. and we can't hang around with everybody. Right. I, I mean, I mean, I I'm gonna be very transparent. There was a young lady. I never forget this before I got married. And, um, she was dead drop gorgeous. She walked in. I was walk, working at, at a bookstore. She walked in and I fainted. I said, like, oh my goodness. I, she, she can sing. She knew the word and she was gorgeous. And I was like, oh God, oh Jesus. I, I, I had to get away from her. But I entertained her a little bit. And I went to her dorm and my friend's like, yo, we got to rescue Dwayne now. He's going to fall now. He's going to lose his virginity tonight. <laughs> and so they were praying and they were interceding and they came like you gotta come now. She was so beautiful. And so I broke it out. I didn't we were in a relationship. But I mean I just like I can't be around you. I love you girl. Oh I love you. But I gotta go. I got I can't, I can't. and I, I mean I, I didn't accept our calls because I was just like, I know. And I told Courtney about her recently and she's like, what? You never told me about this girl. <laughs> Cause she friended me on Facebook. Like, oh, we can be friends, what? <laughs> but sometimes you gotta block that, right? Yes. Yes. Amen, amen. So, um, <laughs> so allowing the peace of Christ to rule in your heart, to which you were called, and so one way to allow the peace of Christ to rule in a heart tells us in verse 16, and let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness um, in your hearts to God. So here, this is one way in which we um, can allow the peace of Christ to rule in our hearts is to allow God's word to dwell in us richly. To become rich in the word will cause you to grow and to allow the peace of Christ to rule your heart. So as that word, the more word you get, the more peace you'll have. Amen. Isaiah 26 verse 3. Let's go over there. Is it hot in here or is it me? Isaiah 26. Let's go there. Isaiah 26. Uh, this is a scripture I often quote. Isaiah 26, verse 3, it says, you keep him in what? Perfect peace. perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Let's read the next one. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. So he says, you keep him in perfect peace. Now, what's perfect peace? It's it's not um, perfect in the sense that we we talk about perfection, but it's mature peace. The peace of God can mature in your life as you keep your mind stayed on him. Now, how do we keep our minds stayed on the Lord? Um, I mean, do we think about Jesus on the cross? Uh, do we, I, I know growing up, and we talked about this on a Friday night uh, of of, of, do we see? Look at the um, the pictures of Jesus. Um, Good Times had a uh, episode when I was a kid. I'm um, um, the Wino. Was was it was Black Jesus? It's a wonderful um, episode, and and James was like, "Oh yeah, Black Jesus is blessing us now," because <laughs> because um, um, the mom had the white Jesus, and, and and so things were going right, and they removed the white Jesus and put the Black Jesus, and they were, oh they were, oh man, I mean, they were things were happening. <laughs> you should look at that; it's a real good episode, <laughs> and so. Um, When you think about the Lord, you can't think about the necessary picture, right? Uh, Sometimes you want to think like that. But to think about the Lord is to think about his word. (laughs) To think about his word. Let's let's go over to Philippians. I'm almost finished. Philippians. Philippians chapter 4. We're talking about peace in 3D. So the three levels of peace, or the three dimensions of peace is peace with God, peace from God, and the peace of God. Peace from God is from God and from Jesus. The peace of God is how God lives. It's to experience peace on his level. So Philippians 4, let's look at verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything. One translation says, do not worry about anything. Okay, I, I, I think this, that's a command. If you worry, you are sinning. <laughs> you're a sinner. Because the Bible boldly says in the scripture, don't be anxious. That's a little blind to us. Uh, a, a better translation is don't worry about anything. There's a song called Don't Worry, Be Happy. So biblical. So biblical. I'm not saying that if there's a concern, you're not to be concerned, but I'm not going to worry about it. It's not going to take me to the grave. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chill. Like, okay, it, it's happening, yeah. I, but I'm not going to worry about it. Because if I worry about it, then now I take on the care. So here it says, uh, do not be worried or do not be anxious about anything. So anything means anything in the Greek. (laughs) So anything. Don't worry about your school. Don't worry about your finances. Don't worry about your spouse or your future spouse or your singleness or your children or your grandchildren or great-grandchildren. Don't worry about anything. But he, tell, he says, okay, don't be just like optimistic and have your Joel Osteen smile. And, and I'm not optimistic. and Oh, I'm not a realistic, a realistic, a realist. But I, I, I'm not going to worry about anything. But he tells you what to do with the worries. He says, but in everything. Everybody say in everything. In everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So don't worry but instead of worrying about anything, you pray about everything. You petition God. But just don't petition and pray, but add some thanksgiving with your prayers. Last night I was, I was praying and, and, and I started praising God. Lord, I thank you, I worship you and I praise you. I thank you for health and strength and life. I thank you for finances. I thank you for my spouse. I thank you for my children. I thank you for my future children. I thank you, Lord, that I'm out of debt. I thank you, Lord, for my mother. I thank you for my sisters and my brothers. I thank you for my children, I mean, my nephews and nieces. I thank you, Lord, for my friends. I thank you for Kayla. I praise you. What's happening? I'm adding thanksgiving with my prayers so instead of me worrying about once I petition God and once I ask God to move in a situation now I thank him in advance for going ahead and moving I thank you I praise you in advance if I need healing in my body, I don't keep saying, Lord, heal me, heal me, heal me, heal me, heal me, heal me, heal me. No, I pray that one time and I offer up thanksgiving. I thank you that I'm healed. I thank you that by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. I thank you, Lord, for moving in my relationships. I thank you for giving me favor with my boss. I thank you that I walk in faith. Favor. I thank you, Lord, that this company, I'm an asset to this company. They're glad that they hired me. I thank you, Lord, that KLM is they're glad that I'm their pastor, that I have favor with them. I thank you that we're growing. What am I doing? I'm not worrying about it, but I'm giving thanksgiving. I'm all, see see what is the missing ingredient? Prayer is not enough. You gotta add some thanksgiving to it. And if you worry, you take away from what you just prayed. You, you were once in faith, now you got in doubt and unbelief. Because if you worry about it, you take it from the Lord's hand, or you take it up from the altar, and you put it back on yourself. So when you worry about something, you say, I'm stronger than God. I can handle it. But though you prayed about it, you didn't, you didn't, leave, it, you don't, you didn't leave it there. Sometimes we, we don't leave it with God. Let's, let's pause there. Let's go to 1 Peter. First Peter. Thank you, Lord. I was I was thanking God. I said, Lord, I thank you that my that I have favor with my wife, and and I'm not in a doghouse. I, I thank you that I have favor with my wife, that she's glad that she married me. Amen. That I'm a blessing. That I Lord that Lord I fulfill her needs. I thank you, Father, that that I am her covering. I. Cover her. I'm her head. I lead her. And I guide her. Come on. What, what am I doing? Uh, even if there's problems, you, you, you pray the answer and not the problem. Sometimes we pray the problem. Lord, you know she don't listen to me. Oh, Lord, why she... She, she know I'm tired. She know I need to go to sleep now. And she going to go out and stay for three hours. Lord, you, she, she knows I got to go to work tonight. Lord, I mean, do, do I... Look at the... Pro- Lord, I thank you, Lord, for strength. I thank you, Lord. And I, I do say, Lord, touch her right now. Remind her of what I got ahead of time. <laughs> uh, Lord, I thank you for... <laughs> okay, let's look at 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7 and 8. Humble yourselves. Okay, how many know that it, it, we got to humble ourselves? Let's look at verse 5. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders... Close yourselves, all of you, with humility towards one another. So you got to be humble. With my wife, I got to be humble. I got to hear things I don't want to hear. You're overweight. Um, yeah, you need to get that together. Your fingernails, there's dirt under your fingernails. And you're the pastor and you're laying hands on people. There ain't nobody looking at that. I'm looking at it. <laughs> okay, yes, ma'am. Uh, we have to hear things we don't want to hear even from our kids, yeah. even from the, uh, our grandparents, even from our friends, a real friend will tell you the truth. I love you, bro, but you got a booger in your mouth, in your nose. Your breath stink. I mean, I, I want a friend to be able to tell you, your breath stink. Like, Yo, what's up? What's the deal? Like, here's some mint. Or, or do I a friend will let you go throughout the day and everybody else laughing at you or like, I don't want to talk to them and not tell you the truth. How many know we need truth tellers? Yes. Somebody to tell us the truth, even when we don't want to hear. We don't always want to hear the truth. And how many know the Holy Spirit is like that? He'll tell you the truth. He'll convict you. Oh, man. Uh, I, I, was, I was thinking about this the other day is I'm believing God for something. And when people, I've talked to people, I say the opposite of what I was believing for. I did it last night with Cleavon, minister Cleavon. I said something that I knew that I was believing for opposite. Cleveland's like, what was that? <laughs> so, so, so what was that? I, I had to repent. I can't say, Lord, I'm believing you for healing. I don't know, whenever I'm going to get rid of this sickness. So I just, I just messed up my prayer. So let's look at it. Humble yourself. Be willing to hear what you don't want to hear. Close yourself with humility, for God opposes who? The proud. The proud. But he gives grace to who? You know, you can grow in grace. You can grow in grace. And how do we grow in grace? By growing in our humility. The more humble I am, the more I can grow in grace. Grace is something that you need to grow in. You need to grow in receiving grace and you need to grow in being gracious. Don't be so quick to, to, um, Send somebody to hell. You know what I'm saying? Be gracious. Say, I'll walk with you. I'll forgive you, whatever the case may be. Um, So we we can grow in grace by growing in our humility. Verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your what? Anxieties Anxieties on who? On On him. Why? Because he cares for you. So when you have anxiety, don't you take on that anxiety. You cast it upon him. We have not learned the art of casting our cares upon the Lord. Jesus taught us how to cast our cares upon the Lord. He was in the middle of a physical storm and he's sleeping. His disciples are like, we're perishing. You don't care that we pass perishing? And he's sleeping. He's chilling. He says, you know what? God got this. Father, God got this. I'm, I'm going to sleep. He never sleeps no slumber. So why should I be up? If God is up, why are you up? worrying about something. So I used to worry about my wife. Sometimes if you've been around my wife for a little bit, you know that she falls asleep at a drop of a pen. And and sometimes she used to drive, be driving home an hour away, falling asleep. And I would argue with her. You're asleep. I'm just resting my eyes. There's a problem. You're driving. And so she would do that all the time. And so when she would go to rehearsal, some different stuff. I said, you know what? I'm not gonna worry about it. Uh, Because if I call her, she's gonna fall asleep. I'm gonna be mad. I'm going to sleep. And after a while, I just fall asleep. I was like, I'm not gonna think. I'm not gonna think about it. I'm not gonna think about the negative. What if she dies? You know, I trust God, Lord. I trust you. You know, she got this problem. And so I, I did forbid her to not drive out the 10. So you can't drive out the 10. That's one thing I, I forbid you. As you know, I don't ever forbid her anything else. I was like, well, I forbid you. You will not drive out the 10. Now, she's better now, but she, it used to be really bad. And so I just like, Lord, I, just, I trust you. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to sleep. And then she would be up like, hey, yeah, you didn't call me. You weren't concerned. No, I knew God had you. And so you got to learn how to cast your cares upon the Lord. Your worrying about a situation is not going to change the situation. Worry is in faith in the devil. Worry comes from hearing and hearing the words of the devil. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the words of God. Worry comes from hearing and hearing the words of the devil. If you look at the news long enough... You'll worry. Oh, they somebody killed a baby. Oh man, you know. Oh, somebody. Oh, there, there's something's gonna happen in a couple of years to the earth. Oh God, we ain't gonna be here. Oh, oh, the money, mark, the, the stock market's going down. Oh, it's not a house, uh, a home buying uh, um, environment. Oh, oh, you know. Oh God, what's gonna happen? Oh, President Trump is in office. Oh God. Oh, oh they. <laughs> if you look at the news long enough, you'll worry about everything. They're gonna get us. They're gonna finally get us. You know, you you have to guard against that. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. Verse 7, casting all your cares or anxiety on him because he cares for you. God cares for you, so don't worry about it. That is your remedy for having peace is casting your cares upon him. Whatever the care is, financially, financially, health-wise, relationships, Whatever it is, your future, your careers, whatever your future is, whatever your care or anxiety is, cast it upon the Lord. When you cast something, you don't, what, you don't catch it, right? You throw it upon somebody, right? If I cast a stone or I cast a, a brick or I cast a ball, I'm throwing it somewhere. I don't go back and take it. I, 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 I'm good. You, you, you're, you're, if you go fishing... You cast a rod, right? Right, right. You don't like, oh, let me go, let me go back and get that rod. You only do that if somebody, nothing's biting, right? (laughs) Um, And so you cast it and you're like, I'm trusting the fish (laughs) is going to take hold of that bait, right? Right. And so I'm casting my anxiety upon him. I'm not going to worry about this test. One time I was working like 90 hours a week, pastor, husband, and a father of one and and had two dogs. And I was in this class, which I was dumb taking this class. It was like 12 books for this one class. And I I didn't do well on the quizzes. And I I, I had, I mean, I'm like, yo, I I did not study for this exam. I did study, but not as much as I should have. And I I didn't read all the books. And so I had to take the exam. And I just knew that I failed the exam. So I went in there and prayed, I said, Lord, I know I shouldn't take this class. This is a thousand, this is fifteen hundred dollars for this one class. I don't have to retake it. It's gonna bring my GPA down, Lord. I just I need your mercy. I need your mercy, God. Like I I didn't I know I cast my this care upon you. And and but if if I if I have to take it over again, I will. But I'm not gonna worry about it. Guess what happened? Because the professor, I met with the professor. And he liked me. He gave me a C minus. And I did not deserve that. I deserve a D minus. I cast it. And just as an example, I trusted God. I said, God, and I explained to him, I said, I, I, I should have did more. I should have came class more. And because I explained it and I cast it upon the Lord, I didn't worry about it. God had mercy. Now, that doesn't mean that every time I take a class, I'm going to do that, right? <laughs> oh, I, I didn't study, Lord. This prayer worked. Let me pray this again. <laughs> Sometimes we get one prayer. we like, yo, I'm going to stay with that one prayer because it's working. It's not like, um, it's not like um, gam- gambling. You're not like, oh, man, I, I got it. Yes, I, yes, that one prayer. Yeah, I'm going to say it every time. You, you can't be like this. Let's continue. Casting all your cares upon the Lord or your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Verse 8. Be sober-minded, be watchful, your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. So the devil uses our anxieties to devour us. When we stress and we worry, the devil uses those things to devour us. Oh man, that's good news. I mean, that's not good news, but that's good to be made aware of. Verse nine, resist him firm in your faith, knowing that the same kind of sufferings are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world and so forth. Let's go back to Philippians four. Philippians chapter four. Peace, more peace in 3D. Peace with God, peace from God and the peace of God. Philippians chapter four says, do not be worried or do not be anxious about anything, but by everything, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Next next part. In the what? In the what? Verse 7. Philippians 4, verse 7. And the peace of God, the God kind of peace, which surpasses all your understanding, will guard your heart's And your minds in Christ Jesus. So notice this verse. So I don't worry. I pray and I offer to God with thanksgiving. And what would happen? What's the response? And God's peace will be distributed to me. The kind of peace that I don't understand. The kind of peace that surpasses my understanding Why am I so calm when I just got bad news? Why am I stable in the midst of an unstable situation? Why am I not losing my mind in the midst of all this? The peace of God. The peace of God. So the remedy or how do I obtain the peace of God is I first I pray I don't worry, but I pray about it and I leave it with God. And I offer up thanksgiving in the midst of it. And as a result, God's peace will overshadow me and stabilize me. Why do we need peace to stabilize us? Because some situations will make us go crazy. So God's peace will stabilize us in the midst of our circumstance. That's good news. And how do I maintain that peace? So it's one thing to receive the peace. You ever had peace after prayer? And then after, then after a while, that peace leaves like that? Somebody says something to you? Or somebody do something? Or you read something? Or you listen to something? And it, go, it goes like that. Verse 8 tells you how to keep the peace. Finally, brother, finally brothers and sisters, whatever is true... Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there's any excellence, if there's any word, anything worthy of praise, think Everybody say think, think Think about these things. So the Bible tells us how to think about what to think about. Think about what is lovely. Think about what is true. A lot of times you have co-workers. They will complain to the moon and back. Oh, they don't, they don't like me. Um, um, I, I, they, they, this job is, is the dirt. Well, first, you need to thank God that you got a job. Come on. Um, number two, the ability to work. Um, and things are not always like it seems. They may, it may seem like they don't like you, but you can thank God for peace. The Bible says when, my, when a man's ways pleases the Lord, he will make his enemies at peace with him. And so if I please God, then God will give me favor with my enemies and my enemies will do things for me in, the, in despite whatever they feel about me. You know, God's favor is greater than racism. God's favor trumps racism. I don't like you because you're black, but I can't help but do something good for you. Come on. I'm preaching better than he's saying. Amen. I'm telling you, I know this from experience that racism is real, but God's favor is greater than the racism. It trumps racism and it turns racism into favoritism. (laughs) God will give you favor in the midst of a racist situation. And he'll allow you to shine when all your enemies and haters are around hating on you and waiting for your failure. You'll get the promotion when you don't even qualify. You'll get the job when you're not even supposed to have the job. You'll get, you'll get the car when you don't qualify for one. You'll get the house. Come on, song, you're not even supposed to have a baby, now you got two. <laughs> I'm telling you, God's favor is greater than your circumstances. And so you need to rely and it tells you what to think about to keep that peace. You need to be at peace when you when everything around you is going crazy. When everybody's talking about Jesus, there's layoff. Now everybody's talking about this is going to happen and it's a bad market. And no, 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 no. Well, I got favor. I'm thinking about what is true. I'm favored. I'm highly favored. And I'm walking in power. I'm favorite. I'm God's child. I'm God's special child. I'm God's oh, favorite child. Oh, I'm blessed. I'm highly. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm when your credit is jacked up. I'm the head. I'm the lender and not the borrower. I thank you, Lord. I, I, I thank you. I, I'm going to say the opposite of what's happening. I, I think about what is true. The fact is I'm sick. The truth is I'm healed. Fact. The fact, I'm not denying the sickness. I'm denying it's right to stay in my body. It's not mind over matter. It's word over facts. Facts can change, but truth never changes. Amen. The fact may be you may have diabetes, but the truth is you are healed. The fact may be you may be broke, busted, and disgusted, but the truth is you're rich in Jesus. Amen. And so we believe the truth, whatever things that is true, whatever things. So when somebody comes and brings you bad news or said they're talking about you, think truth for thoughts. They like me, even if they don't like me, they like me. God makes me at peace with my enemies. I have favor with this person. I, I start declaring favor. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't. There was a an a, a, a individual who was who's mean, nasty, and, and whatnot, and everybody's scared of him. And I begin to say, I have favor with such and such. In Jesus' name, I thank you. I have favor, and this guy started liking me. He don't even know why he liked me. Well, what did I do? I chose to th- chose to think about what is true. God's favor is greater than my my skin color. Um, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, I'm going to do the honorable things. I'm going to think about what is honorable. uh, It means I'm not going to talk about my boss. (laughs) I'm going to pray for those who are just who's over me. Come on now. Listen, you can't talk about your boss and expect to get a raise. You will you will you will dismantle your favor. You will destroy your favor. You cannot have favor with your spouse and dog them like I mean dog them out. You can't cheat on your spouse and expect to have favor with them, right? You can't talk about your boss and expect to have favor and get a raise or a promotion. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I can't witness to my neighbor and allow my dogs to continue to poop on their lawn, right? Come on now. So I have to walk this thing out. I got I to gotta think about what is just, what is, what is pure, what is lovely, What is commendable. So when the enemy tries to mess with you about your spouse, think how lovely they are. Oh, they're so lovely. Oh, they're so lovely. Stop looking at all the negativity about them, everything negative about them. Oh, they don't appreciate me. They don't (laughs) like me. Those are things are not to think about. You don't think about those things. They love me. Oh, I thank you. They love me. I thank you that they're attracted to me. And if they're tempted to be um, attracted to somebody else, I thank you that I'm, the, I'm their thing. I'm it for them. Come on. I'm preaching better. Y'all said amen. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. If you haven't had made love with your spouse in a long time, you say, Lord, I thank you that, I, that my wife or my husband uh, is only attracted to me. I thank you that I turn them on. Come on now. I, I just got, it just got very real in here. They haven't touched me in a week. Well, maybe you need to use words of affirmation. You're lovely. Girl, don't you know you, you're the baddest thing since sliced bread? I don't even like sliced bread. That, that gives you it's gluten. Okay, you're the best thing since a, a vegan. <laughs> oh, you, you, you're wonderful like a plum. <laughs> Whatever. Come on. You got a kid. I speak life. You're obedient. Oh, <laughs> I call you. Oh, and and, and, and affirming. I'm so glad I love you. I love you. You wanna kill him. I love you. I love you. I'm so glad you're my son. I'm proud of you when you disappointed. I'm proud of you. What am I doing? I'm calling things that are not as though they were. I'm proud of you. I'm so glad you my son. And I'm not gonna love you less. My love, well, well, love begets love. And so now I, they, they disappoint you, but don't allow that to affect your love for them. I think about what is lovely. I think about what is honorable. I think about that's going to that's keep me in peace. Because I think about what is happening, then I'll get out of peace. There's drama. Things are going crazy. Oh, God, I'm going to lose my job. Oh, I'm going to lose my spouse. I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to be carless. I'm going to... Be... No, I'm going to think about he's a provider. He provides for me. Daily, he provides for me. Right, I'm almost finished. If there's any excellence, any, whatever is commendable, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So that reminds me of Isaiah 26, verse 3. Keep your mind stayed upon him. So you think about it. The Lord is true. The Lord is honorable. The Lord is just. The Lord, Lord is pure. The Lord is lovable. Tell me what to think about. And then verse nine. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. What does it say? Practice these things and what will happen? In the God of peace. And the God of peace will be with you. God of peace. If you do these things, if you don't worry, if you pray about everything and you offer Thanksgiving and you um, allow that peace to rule your heart and you maintain that peace by what you think about and you practice these things and the God of peace will be the mark of your life. God of peace will be in your life Stronger than he's ever, been. he's ever been in your life before. See, sometimes there's people who have little peace because the God of peace is little in their life. But the bigger, the, the bigger God is in your life, not that you're making him big, but the more you give him control over your life, the more peace you'll have, the more joy you'll have, the more love you'll have. Are you with me? Yes. So we, we, we allow God to be big in us, And he changes everything. He brings his peace, his joy, his love, his pureness, his holiness. We increase as we increase, as he increases in our life. John, the Baptist said it like this. He must increase so that I can decrease. And as God increases in my life, the more his peace will increase in my life. Father, I thank you for this. I pray for your people. May they grow in your peace. May they understand the three dimensions of peace like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Giving your people peace, peace like a river, supernatural peace. In the midst of unpeaceable circumstances. Thank you, Lord, for increasing that peace. <clears throat> Say, it. Lord, Lord, I receive, I receive peace, peace from you. Jesus. Therefore, Therefore I, allow the I allow the peace of Christ to rule in my heart, to rule in my, heart to, rule in my to rule in my life. Peace is the order of the day. Peace is the order of the, the, order of the night. I allow peace to be the mark of my life. I'm a peaceful person. I have peace with God. I have peace from God. And I have the peace of God. Therefore, I walk in peace. I don't worry about anything. But I cast my anxieties upon Christ. For he cares for me. I think about how much he cares for me. I will not worry. I will go to sleep. I'm going to let God stay up and think about the problem. It's no longer my problem. Now I have the solution. I cling to his word. I think about his word. And I hold on to his word. I will not get anxious about anything. I will not worry. But I, I, pray I pray about everything. I depend on God upon God about everything. I, I, trust, you, I trust you, God. From this day forth, this day forth. In, Jesus in Jesus' name, peace is mine. Peace is mine. Amen. 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 Amen.
0: That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Grand Cocos, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to his word. God bless you.